Welcome back, double teamed fam. How are we doing? I'm not gonna say it. Okay, I really need to find a new line. Anyways, welcome back. We love that you're here. I hope you came, you know, sometime before this episode. Anyways, today we're welcoming Rory Knox. She is an adult performer, cosmic explorer, and spiritual babe all around. So hi, if you want to say hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, it is fun to be on here, especially after having a cameo yeah. <laughs> recently. <laughs> so for anyone who listened a few episodes ago, when I spoke of my time when I was a performer at a sex party, and I said I met a porn star who I'm pretty sure I had masturbated to. This is her. So, <laughs> And it was just so funny because when you first walked in, I was like, wait a minute. She looks so familiar. And then you told me, and I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, and you were like getting your makeup done and you like jumped and I was like, oh, I said that too loud. Oh uh, my God. Let me tell you, like, that was probably one of my favorite moments. I really haven't gotten recognized very much, or at least people don't approach me when I get recognized. So yeah, that was almost like a first experience for me. I'm like, oh, someone knows me from the internet. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at first I saw you and I was like, what? where have I seen her before? Like, it, just, it hadn't clicked. And I was like, she I'm like, oh, this girl likes watching anal. That's what it right. is. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, sometimes my my normal my my normal go to is like lesbian massage, mm. and then sometimes, and I don't like anal personally for myself, but I don't mind watching it in porn. I like it so right, right. It, it's like high intensity. But exactly. uh, anyway, yeah, 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 that yeah, was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Let me so, tell you, like I, I like I, I screen grabbed the clip. <laughs> I yeah. think and I shared it. Aww. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I did. We I did, did on yeah. Instagram. So funny. Yeah, but um. But yeah, so I thought, you know, we've always wanted an adult performer, sex worker on our show. There's so many things that we want to ask. So We've talked a lot about porn because I feel like, you know, everyone's relationship with it is different. Yep. You know, Kimmy had a viral TikTok about how she used to have a masturbation addiction, yeah, porn addiction. I did, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, but I always like, it's for me, it's always really interesting to like hear people's journey with it just because I feel like... For a lot of us, that's like where sex starts. So I don't know if that was the same for you. You know, I actually wasn't even very big like in porn culture before I started um, mm. performing. It was just kind of a, a thing that fell into my lap at the time. And mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot of like the like background of porn, like all the, you know, great performers that have come around, they're still around, etc. Like while I've been in the industry and I guess I've like consumed maybe more porn now than I used to although now it's like whenever I, I consume porn there's I have like a split brain when I'm looking at it you know part of me is almost like taking notes or like oh, you wow, know yeah. and then the other half is you know like maybe it'll do something for me but uh yeah yeah I never thought of that because then on mm. one side, yeah, you're probably looking at it, you're like, oh, look at this, what they did here. Or like, oh, the production here, da 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 But then the other side, like, you're trying to use it to arouse yeah, yourself. Yeah, I sadly can no longer, like, watch. If I come across a video that, like, I know the performer, mm. I, I can't watch it because I can't project into their headspace because I know them personally, oh. you know? Because, I mean, like, mm. that's part of uh, the experience of watching porn is projecting into the headspace, right? Wow. Um, I never thought of I that. I never thought of that. <laughs> so like yeah. if I know the person, I'm like, oh, this kind of kills it for me. Well, <laughs> or like I mean, the studio, you know, if it's a studio that I've shot for, you know, some of them I, you know, could still watch their stuff. But other times I'm just thinking of like the director with his camera in my face and that's all I see. Okay. And that's what I want. How close do the cameras get? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so on like my personal Instagram account back when like I had it, you know, like my biological persona, I guess, if you will, mm -hmm. I was never shy of sharing that this is like the work that I'm doing now, et cetera. And like, I would share like, you know, big milestones and stuff along the way. Mm -hmm. Like after I, you know, knocked out like my first month or whatever. And I'm like, you guys can go follow me like, you know, on my performer page, just be aware because every single inch of my body is covered. You know, yeah. like if you know me personally, you're going to see every little bit of me. It's very intimate. So, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that um, <laughs> every patch of my body has been on the internet for people to see but at the same time like I love that because I feel like my body is art and um, you know like uh, it, it deserves to be worshipped I guess in that way I, I agree. agree and that's the like that's the mentality to have 
I think we talked about this in one of the episodes. I can't remember. But it was we were talking about nudes. Mm-hmm. And it was like, right. if your nudes ever get leaked. And I was like, I make damn sure if I'm sending a nude, it's going to look like, you know, a freaking goddess. Because if yeah, it goes out there, I'm going to be like, hell it. yeah, that's me. Yeah. But I look damn good in that. So I do like that perspective of your body is a work of art. And you really do have to, you know, when you showcase it, like that's you giving your artwork to everyone else. So. I'll never forget. This is what this reminds me of. I was reading a book once. It's actually a book that my mom gave me to read. And it had a lot of sex scenes in it. And like, which one? Uh, it was one of those Sydney Sheldon ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Which I loved. And I think that was mom's way of like trying to like, you know, introduce us to sex because that's the only mm. thing I can think of that she really did. But... I remember one time, like the one of the characters, he the girl was like wearing a dress, and he like ripped it open, and he was like, "Oh my god, your body or whatever." And she was like, "What is beauty if it's not used for pleasure?" And I was like, "Oh, that's when I was like, you gotta look at your body as like this, like you know, art piece, this vessel for pleasure, and you want others to like, you know, use your body for right, pleasure. like to indulge in it, say, yeah. with you because yeah, as exactly. indulge it, indulge in it as well. You know, it satisfies, complete something for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as well, yeah, yeah. Being the uh, the canvas, I consider myself the art and the artist. I like oh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have yeah. the power in how you showcase your body. Absolutely, that's beautiful. Yeah, I have a lot of weird abstractions <laughs> around sex work and porn. No, but <laughs> I, I think, think a lot. I spend a lot of my time thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And especially like if you get introspective about it. I really like what you said about like you're getting in that person's headspace. I yeah. never thought of that because I also go for a lot of lesbian porn, but I also like really like sensual porn, even though I like really rough sex. But, like, I never thought of it because I, those are, like, things that I want done to me. Mm. So then, like, but I never viewed it as, like, oh, this is how I get into this person's headspace by, like, wishing that someone was, like, doing it to me. Anyways, I don't, yeah, that kind of blew my mind when you said that. Hmm. Oh, I thought I of it in that, that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hope that uh, blows other people's minds, too. <laughs> I mean, like, gen- like genuinely, uh, you know, that's how I've looked at porn. I think, like, even before getting into porn, I really like anal. <laughs> I really yeah, like too. guys. Like, I really like watching, like, a guy, like, really go at it you know mm-hmm. with a girl because okay. like i'm projecting to his headspace and like it's almost like animalistic etc and like yeah that really did it for me Wait, so what was your introduction into it if you if you want to answer that like, like how did you get into how it? did yeah how how did it you said you felt it fell into your lap right did, yes. yeah so how so how did that cosmic happen? things so <laughs> i was unemployed during the pandemic basically i've had i guess like a colored uh career past i at 19 joined the air force oh wow and i did that for four years got out and then i was managing car repairs at some auto body shops for a couple of years so oh, wow. you know just like on the grinds like yeah. hard work you know type stuff And then the pandemic hit and I, you know, lost my job, was able to get on unemployment. And, you know, I really needed that time after working full time since I was like 16 to kind of like stop and reflect and whatever. So a year passes and I'm like looking at, you know, how to get back into like the workforce, but not wanting to do the nine to five grind because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's felt like shackles in the past. Like I want an alternative route so I actually was looking into like making an OnlyFans with a guy friend of mine and just doing like boy girl content, you oh, know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, supporting ourselves that way. But then within that same week that we decided to do that, the dude gets a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no. So, but you know, I don't know, like the the balls are already rolling in the universe, like by having my, uh, put that interest of mine like out there because I think within that same week as well, some random dude hit me up on Instagram. He said he found my Tinder account and he could tell my energy was just comfortably sexual and he asked if I'd be into modeling I you know stopped and I'm like I've never thought about it but sure okay and then he follows that up with what about porn oh, wow. <laughs> and my brain is like yeah you know that's where the money's at you know I'm <laughs> I'm this sexual human being like now's the time for me to to do it so it really just fell into my lap you know um and I passed my one year mark in April recently yeah uh, last month so nice. yeah, I've been in the industry for a little over a year now. Nothing's felt more right. I've never felt more in alignment with myself. You know, I'm not like fighting against anything. I'm not struggling. And it's an experience that like I'm shaping to be my own like every step of the way. 
Love sure. that. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I love sex work. I love I love being a creator, a content creator too as well, you know, because um, mm-hmm. not only do I perform for studios and, and all that stuff, but I also get together with other tested talent and we create content. We film, you know, us fucking and, uh, you know, like we, we sell that online as well. So it's like a really expansive, almost like entrepreneurial thing um, inside the sex work world. Uh, I like it. Wait, mm-hmm. so do you have an OnlyFans as well? Yes. And then, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've not yeah. explored that. Right. And a lot of um a lot of girls like do start with like having done OnlyFans or or camming. And you know, there's a lot of girls that, you know, still do those things like while like performing mainstream work. And then there's girls that also like go out and the like do feature dancing at like strip clubs and stuff. And oh wow. Yeah, you know, like there's just a ton of avenues once you're in the sex work world to like, you know, make it the exact experience that you want. To like pursue like what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. And that was your first time performing at like a sex club, right? Like live performing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Which I thought you did great. How did you feel about it? How is it different than like what you've done before? When performing like in front of the camera, I realized that there is a bit of like an exhibitionist aspect to it, you know, mm-hmm. but that's just like knowing that once uh, everything goes online, then, you know, millions of eyes will be on you. But this was the first time where I was in a room, you know, performing and like literally having the eyes in there with me, you know, not yeah. quite a million by any means, but, you know, way more than I've ever had watch me. And I yeah. really enjoyed it, you know, putting on a show for them, watching people get into it like while I'm I'm like in the midst of it and yeah it was just really enthralling well and I was gonna ask so what's the normal like camera crew number then like, oh yeah if you're, that's if what I was gonna yeah, ask yeah, yeah. oh my gosh you know, yeah yeah go on well I was just gonna say if you're filming like mm-hmm. is it usually like maybe one or two people or is it a whole crew like how how does that look like? Yeah, you know, I guess when I was jo- when I joined, my expectation was I don't know, I guess kind of like an old school porn world, you know, where there's a guy on lights, there's a guy at the camera, there's a director, there's you know yeah. just like people, people. But I got to my first set and it was literally just the director and then like the male talent who also ran the cameras, who also did the lights, and like it was just this team of two people wow. um, doing everything. And like every set is different, you know. Some sets it's just the director you know filming you and like the male performer sometimes they have like a set assistant who does like lights and stuff and you know mm-hmm. sometimes like the director and the talent are the same person and it's just like you and this guy <laughs> you oh, know wow. um, just producing that's like really popular with like pov oh uh, yeah stuff. yeah, yeah oh, well they don't sense. need like a big crew of people you yeah. know so it yeah really is different I, there's also sets where you know there's a lot of extraneous bodies you know everyone has like their own job still but um yeah, yeah, it really, it's something that really differs. But I definitely expected uh, it to, I guess, be what you think of, I don't know, like 70s sets or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, shag carpet. But especially with the internet, you know, those and like just the, the way technology has advanced at this point, like it's just like not needed as much. That makes you know? sense. Yeah, I guess because yeah. I, yeah. I was like, have you seen Pam and Tommy? On uh, uh, No, I haven't watched it. Mm-mm. Well, because I was thinking of like those porn you know, studios where there's like, you know, 15 different people. I actually yeah. matched one time with a guy who used to work on porn sets and he oh, okay. loved it. Huh. Yeah. What did he do? Well, he, he was just one of the camera guys and he was like, yeah, I really like it. And I was like, do you ever get horny doing it? He's like, yeah, a few times, but I kind of got a little desensitized to it after a yeah. while. That's what yeah. I was going to ask if you ever noticed anyone get like a little chubby, you know, down there. Oh, yeah. And you know, what? I feel like for the camera guys, that kind of like is part of the motivation, right? Because yeah. like when you're filming, you're like going into your own headspace. Like, I think this looks hot. So, yeah. you know, this is what other people are going to think is hot. It's not just like, okay, let me make sure I film some butthole. Let me make sure. <laughs> I film her face let me make sure you know it's like I feel like the horny guys like give the best product I guess you know if that. that makes sense that makes yeah, sense yeah, you know yeah because yeah. yeah. you're tapping into the mind of your consumer yeah exactly it makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. you mentioned anal earlier I'm curious <laughs> I too love anal I've given yes. my own personal tips on anal for anyone that's curious to do more anal what what do you think how do you feel to approach it so that it feels good well, definitely having the peace of mind of a clean butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
is something that I, you know, so no, the process of cleaning has just been like a porn thing for me now, but like, what um, is the process? Yeah, what is the process? Okay, so I've you never get like a, a, like a little enema bottle, you know, right? And so you just like spray your butt with your, <laughs> with water, you know, a few times until everything runs clear. And then, you know, that's how you get like really good, nice gapes. Like there's no accidents and stuff on set. So definitely like a big part of the process. So you put it up your butt? Yeah, you just uh, spray spray the inside of your butt, you know, with water a few times, and uh, you know. <laughs> I never thought of that. Well, yeah. and what what prep do you have to do before a scene? Yeah, what is like that not look just like? for anal, but for others. You yeah, know? shower, <laughs> make sure everything like smells nice for your partner. You know, nice clean shave. You know, like. So, I don't know. Not too much, I guess. But anal definitely is like a big ritual. Yeah. You know, because then you have to prep with like toys and stuff. Um, Do you stretch to, it out like with butt plugs before you go into the scene? I used to use butt plugs. Now I just use my hand. Really? <laughs> ha- what? I just, I don't know. I couldn't get everything. Oh, I could not. Ne- I could never. And really? Yeah. And then like anything anything goes wow yeah anal i've definitely you know like i enjoyed it a lot before getting into porn and since being i've geared a lot of my career at this point around anal so i've become like a pretty you know big like anal performer you know i've l- just like learned a lot from that experience those experiences um anal is definitely a big like mental thing yeah you know if you can almost like meditate through it like calm your mind and like come to you know a peaceful place where you're like you know on top of your breathing and everything you know then you're not tensing anything up in your body and you're able to accept anything that you know goes inside of you so good cleaning um routine and uh i guess like breath work meditation (laughs) relaxing yeah exactly it it sounds a little you know more heady than that but like yeah it's definitely a mental experience yeah it's been nearly a decade since i've done anal what poor thing i know because (laughs) well and and i've i've said it on the podcast before I have trauma when it comes to anal because the times that I did it the first time it was actually really pleasant I was with a a good partner but at the same time the same guy uh, a few weeks later kind of like forced it and Mm. it hurt like hell right and I was like never again and then fast forward like two years later or I was like a year and a half later I do it with another guy and he was really great. He he went slow. Like he he coached me through it. Lots of lube. Yeah. And then the next day I got <laughs> chlamydia. So oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Just so a little at this bit. point I'm like yeah. nothing's going up there except for my butt plugs. I do love my butt plugs. But do we? Are we sure that chlamydia was a result of the anal? I have. She no just has idea. PTSD. It sounds like it's yeah. it's unrelated, but it was enough to scar her. Exactly. Exactly. So now I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll try it, but. Yeah, um, yeah, lots of lube for sure. Go slow at first, and it's part of like the meditation, right? Like you don't want to jump right into it's it. The it's burn, like the burn that hurts so bad. That, that's but that's why you got to push out when they. That's go all in. I remember. <laughs> relax and breathe. Yeah. She's right. You really, it is a you know, like breathing really helps. Mm, you got to mm-hmm. relax through it. Yeah, if you're like fighting it, it's gonna be a bad experience. But yeah. if you can get yeah. yourself to a space of you know accepting it, then it's gonna be like I don't know. It for me like anal is almost like sacred. It's almost like a sacred ritual. It's so beautiful and, yes. and just like intense. Yeah, I, I really yeah. granted, except for the one time that I had just met the dude. Every other time for me anal has been like something that like I give to someone that I really like it's kind of like the people that I've like come inside me you know (laughs) it's really only ever been the dudes that I really like you know if they're gonna come inside me there's two things there a they could possibly get me pregnant and b it's like taking their seed in so I only ever do that with people that I really really like or love Mm -hmm. it's a a big energy exchange and same with anal same with Mm -hmm. anal because like if I'm willing to like you know that's a really vulnerable place, right? So if I'm willing to go that vulnerable with someone, someone I really like. Well, and how do you how do you connect with your fellow performers? Like, what, oh, yeah. what's your favorite way to do that? Yeah, I guess I've like I've had really good luck uh, so far. I guess just being well, I was 26 when I started. I'm 27 now. Just being older, I guess like being a people person and getting into porn has definitely yeah. made like a huge difference on my ability to like build chemistry with someone. So, yeah. uh, you know, like your call time when you get to set is maybe like. 
30 minutes, an hour, maybe sometimes more before you actually start performing. And, you know, somewhere inside that time, your male talent, uh, you know, your scene partner will show up. And yeah, I just get into talking with them pretty immediately, you know, build that connection, not even like talk about like the fact that we're going to have sex soon, but just get to know them a little bit, you know, as a person. So they kind of they feel my energy and I feel their energy. So then we're when we're, you know, actually doing something like that with each other, you know, it just like flows and it's easy and, and not like a bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. Would you that. say being in the porn industry too, would you say it's helped you like communicate better like with real life partners, like your boundaries, your desires, your, you know, just like what you want out of sex when you approach it with someone? Yeah. You know, Performing in porn has definitely helped me explore, you know, my sexuality. Like I had already explored it, what I thought was pretty thoroughly, you know, before. <laughs> before. No, for real, before I got into porn, my body count was already over 200. Oh, wow. I've been a sexual human my whole life, man. Yeah. And like, mind you, I was in the military and yeah. all that, you know, boys <laughs> just have Easily always been accessible. a prominent yeah. thing in my life. So I thought I had already explored my my sexuality pretty thoroughly, but uh, I've definitely gone way further while performing. I don't know, just like being tasked, I guess, almost tasked to do a certain thing, you know, a certain scene, whatever, which is abnormal from people's like actual sex lives, you know, like a lot of like the BDSM stuff that I've done. Mm. Um, oh. You know, yeah, yeah, like exploring. I've always thought, like, knew I was submissive, but actually exploring, like, the levels of, you know, what I can give to another person and how that feels to give to another person, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah, getting to explore uh, myself a lot more thoroughly in that way definitely, I guess, like, has opened to more communication and stuff in uh, my personal sex life for sure. Nice. Is there a lot of negotiation before you go into, like, a, like a you know, before you film? Is there a lot of negotiation as to, like, what's going to happen? Or do you, like, is there kind of, like, a script? Is there, like, this is these are the things you're going to do? And then, like, you consent and agree or is, like, how does that work? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, talking about boundaries and limits is, like, almost an immediate thing, you know, on okay. set uh, for sure. And, like, Love it's that. not really directed by anyone. It's just kind of a communal thing between performers, you know. Like, oh. after doing so many scenes and meeting so many people, you know, having so many sexual interactions with so many, you know. Like, you just kind of learn to ask uh, ahead of time. Because then you don't want to, like, mm-hmm. overstep someone's limits on camera and like cause for like a weird scene so you know it's like almost like an obvious thing to do to avoid something like that have you always felt safe in the environments absolutely yeah absolutely you know important absolutely uh you know you could always like look at the camera and say cut you know anytime like something's Mm -hmm. a little you know like too much for you or or it doesn't feel right or whatever and like no one ever has any issues with that you know it's uh like, it's very high pace, but it uh, is also kind of, like, at your own pace, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're not really forced to to go anywhere that you don't want to be. Have you ever, like, had any, like, I don't know, maybe, like, embarrassing moments or maybe, like, you started laughing at some point, you know? You know, sometimes you laugh during sex or you – something kind of funny happens and, you know – it gets like more silly or something like that. Do you ever have those moments when filming? Like you almost break out of character. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I've done so many scenes at this point that I <laughs> don't know if I could re- like recollect something so specifically. But um, mm. Mm. is it mostly like easy to do. stay in character? Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I would be nervous. <laughs> like do we, like if if I had to go in and like film a scene. I would be nervous. Like, how was your first scene? Do you remember it vividly? Yeah, uh, it was for a backroom casting couch. And I definitely was pretty nervous. So um, I was going to, I was flying to Arizona for the day for my first scene. Um, And I was flying out of Burbank. And while I was just sitting around waiting, I went ahead and got myself a little glass of red wine, you know, and I had no clue what to expect, whatever. You know, I had my drink, I got on my flight and uh, the director picked me up at the airport. And somewhere along the way, we stopped at a gas station to, I don't know, grab waters and snacks or 
something and we're inside and he points at like, you know, like airplane sized bottles of, of alcohol and makes some kind of joke, uh, whatever. And I reveal at that point, yeah, like I was so nervous about coming out here that I had a glass of wine, you know, before the flight. And he's like, I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> and this is when I realized just like how regimented and how serious, you know, things are like in the industry, you know, in porn. Like it's not just, you know, getting yeah. girls and, and filming, you know, banging. There's a lot behind it. So um, because I had drank, you know, I had altered my, uh, you know. Uh, state of consent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was not able to perform the same day. And uh. he told me, you know, like when he found out initially, he was like, oh, I'm going to take you, have to take you back to the airport, send you home. I'm like, no, please, no, no. Like, I need this. Yeah. Uh, you know, like coming out of freaking, I was pandemic broke, baby. <laughs> I needed yeah. this. And like, you know, he was able to put me in a hotel overnight and like we did the scene the next day, but I was definitely so nervous. And then I felt like I had fucked everything up just over a glass uh. of wine. And yeah, but, um, you know, like the industry takes things like that very seriously, you know, before you do everything. You have to, you know, fill out paperwork or do like a video consent or something. And, you know, they cover the bases of making sure that you haven't done like a mind altering substance that day. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I like just, that. Absolutely. Me too. I think that's well, and that, how nice of him to be like, oh, never mind. At least, you know, in yeah. the sense of like, OK, well, at least, right, at least yeah. he's upstanding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So he holds it to like his standards, his boundaries yeah, exactly. and stuff. But Wow. I learned quick. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've mentioned male performers. Have you done any scenes with female performers? Oh, yes. Um, well, I've only been able to do one, like, actual girl-girl scene with, like, another, you know, where it's only me and another female talent. Um, I don't know, just for lack of <laughs> lack of my uh, agent being able to book me gigs like that, I guess. You know, like, once oh. you're in, like, side of the, the girl-girl circle, you know, some performers get get picked over like other performers whatever but you know oh. I will bust my name into I'm, I'm, I'm working on it because I've been into girls my whole life and I'm good at them frankly but anyway I've done like a lot with other female performers doing like boy girl girl scenes you know where oh, like three two, exactly yeah. mm -hmm. and even more than that um you know like more girls but just one guy those are fun you know you get to interact with the you know the females it's just like not this big high intensity you know lesbian scene but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of that um, in like virtual reality too, oh. <laughs> which is so much fun. VR porn. Oh my Wait, gosh. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, have you never tried VR porn? No. So I went over to it's a the future. Yeah, I went over to a guy's house for dinner. It was like me and then his friend, who's also a girl. We just all had dinner. It was really fun. But then, oh, um, is this the guy that's always asking me questions via our Google Calendar? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, um, sounds dorky. Go on. No, no. So like he. <laughs> He, um, every time we have like a date, he puts it on my Google Calendar and Cami sees my Google Calendar. So then she'll we read it. Calendar. Yeah. So she reads it. So then I was telling him how she, you know, because he sent me an invite and it was like date number two. And she's like, who's date number two? Anyways. And so he's like, is this how I'm going to communicate with Cami via the Google Calendar? I'm like, yeah. So he'll send funny things. Anyways. Oh, yeah. oh, I like that. I know. It's so I'll just be like on my calendar, it. like putting in my therapy appointment. And I'm like. And I just see, does Cammy want blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so he had the goggles, the VR. Right. What are they called? Like Oculus or yeah, like yeah, headset? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. And he's like, have you ever seen? He's like, I know how much you love porn. Have you ever seen porn on these things? And I was like, no. He's like, okay, let me show you. So he uh, put them on and he put on, it was like this girl. It was, she was writing this guy. She had like these great tits. Anyways, I was blown away. It feels so realistic. It feels like it feels like right she's there. right in front of you. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and, and it yeah. feels like you're the man in like you know. Yeah, like, you have them and stuff. And, and it's I'm just like, so crazy. Is this what it would be like to have a dick and to have someone like riding my dick? Anyways, highly recommend. It was I had phenomenal. no idea that. But okay, what's the process of? Sh is it different than shooting normal porn? Oh I my so. gosh! Uh, yes, there is this craziest looking camera, which basically, uh, you know, has has two round lenses on it. You know, because it okay. needs to get like two, like three sixty kind of or one eighty, yeah. one eighty. You know, things. Your scene partner, the male talent, is like on the other side of the camera, and he just like 
you can't interact with him other than like him like using his hands and stuff when you like you know are interacting with the viewer really? i.e the camera and yeah the whole time you're having sex like there's just this giant camera in between the two of you i don't know i guess vr used to intimidate me because it's almost like you're put on the spot and like mm-hmm. you know it really is your show you know so but i've like grew into it i learned um how to project again to to the viewer's headspace while I'm you know performing for them, uh, what, uh, you know especially after trying like the headset and like seeing the porn and stuff, it's easier for me as a performer to think um, about how it's being received. I guess mm-hmm. yeah, but makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm just trying to picture it. Like whenever you put the goggles on, is it like? You're seeing the two people? No, or it's just you're, it's, you're uh, one of the people. Yeah, just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like left eye, right eye is the lens. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. as if you're the dude and then the girl's on top of you. It's really hot. It's really it's hot. It's really cool. I highly recommend. to try those. Can, yeah. I, can you ask your friend if I can try them? Maybe because we always do the dinner party. So like maybe you know, the next dinner you can come with. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. I love um, this. I'd always thought, I wondered how they filmed that. Cause yeah, that makes sense. Cause I guess in normal porn, like the camera's like away, but you two are yeah, like, whereas exactly. this, it's like right in between y'all. Mm-hmm. It's that almost like sense. you're interacting with a robot, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel, is the guy really necessary in that scenario? Like, why is he there? <laughs> well, no, he's basically just like hired to be a piece of meat at that point, you know? And like other he's scenes, laying like, there. yeah, exactly. Cause in other scenes, you know, uh, 2D scenes, you know, like you're actually interacting, you've got dialogue or something with your scene partner, but with VR, it really is just like the female performer or who, you know, whomever is on, um, yeah. you know, the, the camera side of it. And yeah, the, the other end is just a piece of meat. <laughs> My mind is blown. Respectfully. I had, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that existed. I'm over yeah. here like trying to picture it. You um, never use those like the, yeah, the Oculus, whatever they're called. You never used them? Like, no, really? Oh, yeah, because they use them for like video games. Mm -hmm. They use them for, um, I know festivals like film it in that 3D. So then you can like put them on, Mm. and it feels like you're at the festival, Mm -hmm. and you can like look around and see everything. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, Um, I I was gonna ask. I'm curious. Has like you know because obviously you perform in sex. Has that like changed your sex life? Does it feel different? Like sometimes when you go into like normal sex with your normal partners or whatever. You know, do you kind of have, does it feel like a switch you have to turn off or does it just naturally feel different? Like, is, does do the lines blur between the two? Yeah, you know, everything in life ebbs and flows, right? Yeah. So there are periods where, and I did have like a, a partner for, he was also in the industry for about six months, but I found like when I was seeing him and, you know, like performing regularly and whatever, I found myself becoming like more and more asexual, like oh, not yeah. needing any, you know, sexual fulfillment because I was getting so much in like my work life. And yeah, that was kind of a complex thing to work through mm-hmm. <laughs> mentally, you know, especially after being this like sexual human my whole life. So yeah. yeah, I guess it's just you, you have a certain level of sexual energy and if you're putting it all toward work, then you know, you might not always have uh, too much more else to work with. Um, Do you orgasm every time? See, that's another thing. It's like, I feel like orgasming, well, for me specifically, I can't speak to other women, but like, you know, it's just gotten more and more confusing, I guess. Over, the t- I feel like I use my really? vibrator too much. Um, uh, <laughs> so now, I you know, like I, I used to, enough. I used to, you know, come a lot just from penetration. I was, you know, growing up, like I was, I felt lucky to be a girl that could come from penetration. Cause, yeah. Like my understanding was like not, you know, like girls needed like clitoral stimulation, you know, maybe right. more than, than a uh, penny. And now that I've like over, like overly abused my vibrator, <laughs> I need like the clitoral stimulation. So yeah, um, you, you know, some, and, but sometimes like, I feel like I get like that, the body high that, you know, but like, mm-hmm. I don't have like a big, I guess like performative kind of orgasm like I used to. Uh, so that makes sense. I don't know. I'm learning still every day. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you're, you know, if you're going to dive into sex work, most people, you know, they have sex for like intimacy, for love, right. for connection, all these things, not, you know, for work or for pay. Right. So then it's like when you have that, you know, now you got to really figure out how to like differentiate the two, compartmentalize them and then, you know, figure out like how your needs are being met through each of them in some way. It's yeah. so, like, that's what I would find really interesting. Yeah. And I will say like there uh, definitely, you know, are a handful of girls who like 
make sure to do a performative orgasm within their scene. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously it's kind of fake. <laughs> Which I, was I mean like, ask, like I mean that, do you fake like, it? Uh yeah, you know, like that's what um the viewer needs, I yeah. think. You know, they're projecting to a headspace and they wanna uh-huh. they want you to get off. So I don't see the shame in like being a performer and like yeah. giving them that performative thing, even if it isn't genuine. That makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yes. I could see that for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's some, you know, I've heard one girl, be like, you know, just say like she makes sure she does, you know, at least two every single scene. Oh, and, wow. you know, she's like a pretty big name. So, I, you know, there must be a correlation, you know, someone's able to like, like be inside that headspace more or, you know, like they, they see it and they feel it maybe more than some girls that like don't let themselves. Yeah. Do that. Know. Yeah. Fake yeah. it. That makes yeah. sense. Well, it also like, you know, you want the noises. Right. That's oh like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants it's the noise. Like, yeah. You want the you want the, the moans and the, and the oh my excited. god. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is hot. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know. For me, it would be. I've always thought like, or you know, I've had sex with guys before where they're like, oh my god, let's do OnlyFans, and I'm like, I don't care. I'd definitely be down to do that. But at the same time, then I tell them, I'm like, but then this turns into like a business thing. Like this isn't fun between you and I anymore. Now it's like, we're going to turn this into like a business, you know, model of some sort. And we got to, you know, promote this. We got to like make content. So like it kind of takes a lot of those like needs that you're getting out of normal sex out of it and turns it more into like, you know, kind of work and whatnot. So, you know, it's always something that I'm like, I think it would be fun to do, but at the same time, like you'd have to really like pick apart your relationship with sex and work on it. And yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm also going to jump back to, um, what I said about like having a certain amount of sexual energy, right? Yeah. If you put it all into your scenes, whatever. So part of that, you know, as you grow and whatever is, is to find like the balance, like keep keep a balance rather, like deliberately keep a balance of, of work sex and life sex. Yeah. Um, I think is the healthiest thing to do because, you know, I've had like the asexuality, you know, and like a, a freaking like partnership and like that wasn't fair to, yeah. you know, anyone to me even, frankly, you know, so. No, I agree because um, you still got to have, you know, your yeah. emotional needs met through sex if mm-hmm. you, if that's a way that you fulfill them. Yeah, exactly. So that definitely is important. Well, and when you, you know, when you approach dating, normally do, you know, the people that you date, do they normally take it well when you tell them? Because I, I mean, there can be a lot of stigma around it, and I feel like some yeah. people... Boys if they're are not, boys. <laughs> like, oh, a porn star? Well, you and know? I was going to say, like, yeah. a lot, you know, some people, you know, maybe they're more enlightened, and, you know, they, they see the value in it, and they see, you know, they don't, like, look down on you for it, and, you yeah. know... Then but, you like, still, what if they get jealous? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't do monogamy, so I don't do jealousy <laughs> in general. <laughs> Wait, are you non-monogamous in your relationship style? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, um, love that. I consider myself a solo polyamorous. You know. Uh, okay. Um, I saw your post on that yeah, today. Yeah. You know, I and I've tried to have partnerships, so I, I call myself a solo polyamorous now because I've tried to have like two partnerships. You know, like non-monogamous partnerships, like yeah, life, yeah. life partners, someone just to build through life with. And you know, I ended up just like turning to myself. You know, at the end mm, of it all, yeah. so I just consider myself my own primary partner I'm not monogamous I'm pansexual and I just like I like experiencing humans I like experiencing people I like um, you know indulging in like that intimacy and good connection for me you know like it's a lot of like intellectual stimulation um, as much as it is anything else so I've put too much weight into like relationships in the past and like it's always hurt when like you know it ends and people go away so I just kind of learned like Things, you know, come and go, everything, yeah, yeah. you know, so I just uh, allow things to be organic now. If, uh, the, you know, the time's up on something, then, you know, that is what it is. And you know, I like, I'm happy to have at least experienced it. Yeah, I like what you said in your post about, you know, because easier said than done for me to practice. But I mean, you're right in the sense of that, you know, you're walking your life path. And sometimes, you know, people come and walk along with you for a little bit and then they go on their own, right? Yeah. But always be thankful for that experience or that time that you do get to have with a specific person, which I mean, I think everybody should have that perspective. Of course, it's, you know, it's not 
always the easiest perspective to grasp onto, but I do think it's an important one. And I think exposure is Mm -hmm, like to that is going to really help people, you know, like I kept trying to do monogamous relationships up until, you know, I, I had a friend who was not monogamous, uh, not non-monogamous and, um, you know, I guess having the exposure to his relationship helped me break the pattern of, you know, this, these monogamous relationships I was getting into that just like ended up never working as much as I love the person in front of me I would always catch myself you know flirting with someone else interested in someone else no matter how much like I still loved like you know the person I was with so just my exposure to you know my friend and his socially non-conformative relationship helped me reflect and be like this isn't working for me like what will work and you know I've been doing I guess in this lifestyle for probably four or five years now and nice like the only thing that's worked for me made me happy I love that no I have the same outlook on it I mean I've been non-monogamous for kind of around the same amount of time Granted, I was married, so it was a little different approach to non-monogamy in the beginning. But I agree, like at some point, you know, when you come to the realization that people come and go and you, you know, you want to just enjoy the time that you have with someone, it's it's really liberating, A. And B, I think it makes you far more appreciative of your relationships when you're not trying to always force them to have this outcome that you wanted to have. Mm -hmm. Instead, when you're like, you know what, I'm just thankful to be here, have this time with you, like, let's enjoy this together, this moment, whatever. Like, if that's all you're focused on, then you're, you're more present, you're like... You're more appreciative of their time, of their energy, of everything that you guys have together. Right. And it's less about like, we're going to force this to like, yeah. you know, worrying end about marriage. like worrying about meeting their parents. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like, oh, my God, he's, you know, uh, yeah, you, you build a narrative in your head. You project, yeah. you project to like what you think the future is going to be. And then, yeah. you know, you hurt yourself in those expectations. So yeah, because if when you remove all the expectations. Exactly. It can only be good. Exactly. Definitely the narrative part. I feel Mm. like a lot of people struggle with that. You know, you see a person and you, you know, maybe you go on a date and you start to like them and it's like, it's almost like impossible to stop that. Like, what if? Like, what is this going to Or you start to? putting it all together. Like, yeah, this is what I want to do. We're going to have life. three kids and yeah. the white picket fence and yeah. little dog yeah. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Toby. Toby. <laughs> oh, exactly. But then, you know, you kind of, you know, at that point, you kind of fuck yourself over because yeah. absolutely, a lot of people, you know, everybody, your perception of them and can be totally different than from who they truly are. A lot of us end up romanticizing a lot of quality yeah, you're like why is he doing this he's not fitting the mold that i mm. you know created for him exactly even though, yeah you know this, I this mold that. that i never talked to him about any of these expectations they're all just in my head and, yeah. and he's not meeting yeah. them and then yeah yeah i struggled with that so much growing up i feel like i'm finally breaking free from that now kind of kind of and i feel like nikki's done a lot better at it <laughs> than i have but I'm not saying that like I'm no. Hey, life's a journey for everyone. It is. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. on our own path. <laughs> yeah, on our own. Even path. if you're twins, okay, it's okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. We have vastly different experiences. I feel like Nikki learns things a lot quicker than I do. Yeah, I'm like a she's gotta relearn from. it. Yeah, I'm like a hopeless romantic. <laughs> do you find a lot of non-monogamy in porn? Like you're, you know, the people that you your castmates. What do you call them? Colleagues. Like, is there a lot of non-monogamy in general in that space? Like in yeah, their relationships. I'd say yeah. absolutely. You know, although there's so many different people that there's so many and everyone's at different places in their journeys, you know, as well. So there are still some people trying to do like a monogamous thing, but then only having sex with others while they're performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some people who, you know, just like go with the flow you know like have open relationships that like you could have sex with someone like you had just worked with that day but like like not on camera or whatever and like that's okay too you know it's, it's just another thing that differs from people people yeah um no i was just yeah. curious because i feel yeah. like i mean but naturally it, there definitely is a lot more non-monogamy than you would yeah. see on the civilian side yeah civilian well yeah side. because you're having sex with other people like they've got to be okay with it on some level it doesn't have to be yeah. outside of work but at yeah. least like, and there are i would say you know still a, a lot of guys learning their ego um yeah who like think that they're okay with dating a porn star and then end up like putting boundaries and restrictions on say like what you know the girl can perform or you know if they do any like content you know outside of like you know mainstream studio work uh like i was saying like you know getting together and filming and then like selling the stuff online you know some guys (laughs) get very territorial and don't like their girls doing that or you know yeah yeah Well, and so have you ever, I mean, speaking on also just, you know, perhaps you go on a scene, you connect with someone 
oftentimes do you find yourself, you know, also kind of hooking up with them afterwards, like in your own space, like when there's no cameras around? Or do you typically just keep it coworker, you know? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the person, but I've definitely had that where like we're connecting so much during the scene and like, you know, every, the set wraps and then we just like keep hanging out, you know, go grab food and then go back to one of our places and just like, you know, yeah, just fine. like keep keep rolling or, or we get together a few weeks later or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm Wait. so grateful for the amount of relationships that I've found and built um, through through porn, for sure. That's well, and I great. think that's great because, I mean, also just exchanging sexual energy is a great way to connect with someone. And that's why I always champion for fucking on the first date, you know? <laughs> I'm hot for take. it. I'm yeah. for it. Hot take. Absolutely. But, you know, I feel like for me at least, it's important to get to know a person on a sexual level because that will ultimately, you know, affect our relationship moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like you have to, you know, exchanging sexual energy can really help in getting like to know someone completely. Not always is it going to be like perfect on the first try or the first time. But at least, you know, it can give you a window of it. So that's just my opinion. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always champion for friends with benefits. I think friends with benefits relationships are some of the best ones that you can have. Absolutely. And that works like very well with the the solo polyamorous lifestyle, you know. Like I still have tons of relationships with people all over, but like they're just like not, you know, like I wrote in my post, like they're not um, piloted toward like social goals like marriage and whatever. So, you know, when it comes down to it, they're all just friends with benefits. The relationship escalator. You know, it's never, yeah. yeah, there's no other pipeline to put it through. Yeah. You know, yeah, but I think those can be, yeah, like I said, I think those can be some of the best ones because when there's not that pressure, then you don't feel as if like you constantly have to, you know, focus on it and put all this work. It can just kind of ebb and flow as it naturally does. So it reminds me the girl that I've been seeing for maybe like a year. You know, we say we're like best friends with benefits because like we have a great friendship and then like sometimes we hook up, sometimes we go have threesomes with other guys, sometimes we, you know, go to sex parties together. Like, but there's never like this, you know, pressure to keep things a certain way or whatever. I love that. You can just yeah. be like sexually liberated with each other. Exactly. But you still like love each other as like humans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And she's like one That's of the people so that I tell everything to. And she's also solo poly. So like she's always there for support and everything. But like I never have to worry that like if I go a couple of days without talking to her or if like, you know, right. things aren't as they normally yeah. are that like suddenly it's like gone or like you know, completely trashed or whatever right, because everything yeah. ebbs and flows. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we accept For it. Sure. I wish that was easier to do with men. Don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of ego. <laughs> no, it really well, is. I mean, like not saying like every man like has a big ego, but Most as far as like do. ego work does, I feel like women, uh, you know, maybe just because of like how, how we experience society, you know, we we tend to get a grip on ours sooner. Our ego, than yes. Guys sooner do. rather than later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For women, I think if they find sexual liberation, you know, they're not worried about things like kids and marriage and all of that, then, you know, they really like don't necessarily care about like fitting into certain images whereas I actually feel like that men do men want to like be that big alpha like provider and all these things so like you know even if they're like I don't want kids and a wife they still to some extent like have this like vision of like what their role should be in society so they the non-monogamy thing still is kind of hard for them to wrap their head around. I hate that. I, I need more men to be more in touch with like their feminine sides. You yes. Know? I'm very in touch with my masculine side, let me tell you. So why can't a guy be in touch with like his his feminine side? Absolutely. Let me paint healing. your fingernails. <laughs> Do you find with women that you are more masculine or feminine? Um, definitely or- depends on the girl. Really? For okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. But, you know, I'm really submissive at heart. So yeah. I, I think I fall into the the more femme side. You did yeah. mention BDSM porn. Mm. Um, and I guess my question there is, is that like, you know, because you said like you work with studios and whatnot. Are there like ones that specifically focus on BDSM porn versus ones that like just go for the more like mainstream hetero stuff? Like, yes. is it is it is it sex? definitely. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. definitely. um yeah, geared by studios. For Which one sure. do you prefer? I'm kind of like pulling myself away currently from like doing hardcore stuff, but that's okay. only because I've had so many good experiences with so many good doms that okay. I just can't trust to give myself to 
you know just any, just any dom. dom exactly especially for a paycheck you know i feel like bdsm for me now is a personal experience it's something that i don't want to do in front of the camera it's something i want to experience just you know privately with a partner oh that's beautiful. but you know i've done a lot of bdsm um on camera and i'm i'm you know proud of that work and you know i feel like i have shown people that there is something to explore inside of themselves and you know the levels that they can explore that but yeah, like I said, <laughs> I've had too many good partners to where I start, you know, questioning if I, well, not whether like I or not I'm safe, but like if it's going to be a good experience for me. Yeah. You know, because wow. it takes like a, a very conscious person to dominate another person and, you know, like to be aware of like their, their submissives, um, you know, like, like, like needs. mental well-being, yeah. exactly needs, like aftercare and stuff is all very important. I definitely agree. Once you yeah. found a good dom, then you, my doms, uh, we always joke like, you know, you become like a kink snob almost where you're like, and I find this too, yeah. you know, the, my male dom, he's so good with Shibari and I trust him so much when it comes to rope and suspension and everything that like, I remember one time I was at a party and there was another dom and he was like, do you want me to tie you up in Shibari? And I was like, mm. I don't know. Let me think on that because for a second there, I was like, I don't know anything about this person's shibari. I don't know their right. level of expertise with it. I don't know how they are. So like I made sure to watch him tie other women in shibari mm-hmm. before. Accepting I, the invitation. Exactly. Yeah. Because I wanted to see. So yeah, it's, you know, when you find a really good dominant, they almost kind of spoil you. Because yeah. And then, that's not to say yeah. anything poorly about any of the other doms. Everyone's truly, learning. Truly. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. When, I guess <laughs> once you're exposed to something so good. Yeah. You know. Well, because so difficult. much trust is, yeah. is you know, enveloped sure. in it that like when you find someone you really trust and you find like the depths of your submission, you know, you really only want to enter those with people that like you find that trust with. I'm really hoping one day Kami finds a phenomenal dom. She hasn't had that yet. So yeah. are you a dominant or submissive type? I'm mostly submissive. I don't know okay. if you remember at the party, but I had the one female dom flogging me and then I had the male sub that would like hold on to my leg. Right. Um, right. Wait, did you collect the um the submissive what was he like a bear? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. right, okay, right, right, right. No, I, took I, I him remember over. in the podcast. Yeah, like that was kind of like you're stepping into um topping like, maybe. Yeah, checking out like dom like your your dom side. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I would say I wouldn't call dom side. I would okay. say it, it was more so like topping because man, I really am just a submissive at heart. But the way mm-hmm. like that I put it together in my head is I was like, you know, it was more like service submission. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they need someone to be in character with the bear cub, so. I can do that for them and I'll be I've thought about um like exploring my dominant side too is it it almost feels like a submissive act for me because if someone wants to be dominated then that's a need that I can fulfill you know so it it does feel submissive in an abstract way interesting we did an episode on that yeah yeah that's Mm -hmm. exactly how it felt for me but I I I loved it and I don't know if you like talk to him much but he was really good he was a really good sub for me and you know the the other girl that I was partnered with was really good at flogging so like mm-hmm. that whole night was so special for me because I felt like you know I got to kind of explore you know both sides of it and also just experience like really good trustworthy partners so yeah I love that you said you're kind of reserving BDSM a little bit more for like your own personal time yeah is there anything else that you've discovered that maybe you want to keep more for like your personal sex life rather than like your performative side no not really uh you know the the rest of everything I do is you know kind of like vaginal stuff anal and uh yeah yeah yeah. it just feels more (laughs) more normal stuff um for sure. Is there but, anything that you haven't tried yet that you don't want to try for the first time on camera? I'm not curious. really. I've kind of been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over here wondering, like, what would that entail? Like, you know, your toes sucked during the the scene. Have you had that? I haven't experienced that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love foot stuff. I used to be like before I got into porn, kind of weirded out when guys would like put my feet in their mouth. But then I had one guy that told me that is simply because he wants to, you know, like kiss every inch of me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can get behind that. But now, um, you know, my my headspace behind it is like, almost feels like from a dominant place because it's like, oh yeah, these feet of mine, I've been walking on them all day. Put them in, <laughs> put them in your mouth, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I love that. 
yeah. I, like I, quasi aggression there. <laughs> yeah. I have not explored feet at all. I'm, I'm kind of, I've feet. explored the ankle. The, the ankle? ankle. <laughs> yeah, you know. I was not expecting that. Okay. I had my ankle, you know, kissed and, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, it could be erogenous. Like, yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, well, you know, maybe I should try my feet. Yeah. Have you discovered your like erogenous zones through porn? Or have you discovered more of them, maybe? Maybe not really. I definitely know my neck um, for sure is a really like sweet spot for me. For okay. sure. But I don't think there's like any weird places like back of my knee or anything that like I haven't figured okay. out. Apparently that's a big one for some people. Oh. I think it feels good. I think it does. But okay. for me, I discovered it's kind of like this like upper armpit area right mm. here, like where your armpit meets your boob okay. has become one of like my top erogenous zones. Mm. Um, I found that out through my doms. But I, I mean, I guess like, you know, I guess it depends on the porn because maybe in a lot of like the normal hetero porn, like there's, it's kind of just a normal like P to V, not always like a lot of like exploration of the body. Right, right. Yeah. It just becomes like this theatrical thing. Yeah. yeah. What would you like to see more of in porn? You know, what do you think is, is, is more? Well, I'll tell you needed? what I want to see less of. What do you want to see? <laughs> oh, oh, that's, oh, that's okay. a great place to start. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh my gosh. The like taboo age play stuff. I'm very much over. Um, Have you had to do that? Yeah, I'm a 27-year-old woman. I've had to play a teenager, like, most of my career. And, oh, wow. you know, I'm at a point where, like, I'm over that, you know. So do you turn Not those only, down? Like, yeah. Um, I just had a conversation with my agent that I'm, like, no longer doing it. Um, yeah. Because, and there's, like, a lot of, like, taboo step-sibling and, you know, step-parent things that porn is complex because you know, whatever you're performing, there's obviously a need for it. Yeah. And, you know, you almost feel like you're perpetuating, you know, perversions that you don't feel like should be perpetuated. Yeah. You know, like looking at like your step sibling family or whatever that Mm -hmm. way, or, you know, like playing the teen roles. I feel like I'm perpetuating, you know, an adult looking at a a teenager with eyes that they shouldn't be. So, you know, I definitely want to see less taboo as much fun as it is like in, in porn, you know, whatever. I want to see less of it. I want to normalize mutual body worship, you know, love that. Um, I'm a strong, beautiful 27 year old woman and I want to be praised for being, you know, a strong, beautiful 27 year old woman. I don't want to be pretending I'm 18 and being praised for that. Like, I don't know. That feels too perverse. That makes sense. I mean, I know we discussed it in one episode before where it's like, you know, you want to give people a safe space to explore those like, you know, taboo fantasies that they have so that they don't go do it in the real world. Right. So I, but at the same time, like I understand, you know, as a performer, you know, maybe having to get into that headspace, it might feel wrong or it feels wrong and it just doesn't make you as comfortable. Like if you have to do like the, you know, mommy daughter stuff. Yeah, I, the, I hate those. The I couldn't mommy. imagine doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, you're supposed to be my mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So taboo stuff. Like I said, I know it's fun, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it is. That is a complex, a complex space because, you know, you don't really know how to like approach it. I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird one. <laughs> I agree. Anything else? Or, or, I mean, it sounds like for the most part, you've had really positive experiences, which oh, is really absolutely. great. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Porn yeah. has absolutely been life-changing for me. Um, for Like, so much self-discovery. You know, I thought I had myself on lock before getting into porn, and I've only discovered more and more of myself. So, oh, wow. you know, it's, nice. um, it's a beautiful place to explore. Have you worked with any of, like, the big names and, you know, like Johnny Sins or uh, what Small Hands? Or Owen Gray? <laughs> no, I have not uh, climbed into those circles yet, but I have been, you know, I have performed with a lot of, uh, like, top performers. Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I have my favorite porn stars, personally, you know, so it's like... For sure. Small yeah. Hands is so hot. <laughs> and his wife is really hot, too. I, I don't know the- if I know what he looks like. I'll show you. His, my favorite one with him is one he did with Madison Ivy. Oh. Because usually, like, if I'm watching porn with a guy in it, it's usually, like, the POV stuff. Mm, yeah. that That's what I prefer. You liked being in the headspace of, like, the man? Or? No, I just like the angle. I'm like, okay. this looks nice. You okay. Know? So, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I prefer lesbian porn because it's more sensual. Yeah. Do you feel like when you film lesbian versus, like, you know, with a male partner, do you feel it's more sensual or no? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wow. kind of, like about being sensual for sure yeah yeah i, I could see, see that. that and that's why i feel like that's why so a lot of <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that's why a lot of women like the lesbian porn even if they aren't 
you know, lesbian or bi yeah. or anything because mm-hmm. they, they like to see the woman treated like in a very sensual way. Yeah. And there's always such a focus on, you know, eating out, whereas like that's not usually the focus when it's hetero porn. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just about getting things wet and getting the thing in the hole. <laughs> yep, and that's it. That's it. Where do you want to take your porn career? Um, I want to be an independent producer, you know. I want to focus oh. maybe more on, um, you know, performing, like, my own content rather than, uh, you know, other people's scripts. Like, I've, you know, have already already voiced, you know, like what I don't like performing for studios, you know. So I just kind of want to do my own thing and, and uh, you know. Uh, monetize off of that. Do you think that's where, you know, because before previously, like there was always kind of like the, you know, the networks and everything now with like OnlyFans and like Pornhub where, you know, you can do your own stuff. You see more of the independent creators. Like, do you think that's the direction it's going to be headed in? Absolutely. And the pandemic absolutely, like, opened a lot of doors for OnlyFans and for, you know, even civilian girls getting into OnlyFans and stuff like that. So independent content creation, I think, definitely is the the future. Less and less studios. And um, Do you worry about saturation, though? Because I feel like already the space is so saturated in, like, OnlyFans and whatnot. Yes. But, you know, if you know what's different about you and you can stand out, you know, then you've got, you know, levels of power. So there's just like, you know, different ways that you have to market yourself, um, yeah. you know, different places that, um, you know, you need to get yourself in to, to get an audience. So yeah. you gotta uh, have that it factor, I think. Yeah. 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 And the way or that just you- find your, just find your, your circle of uh, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, connecting with people, like it's such a connective thing. I think people really forget like, you know, when you're, especially like when it comes to OnlyFans and things like that, people really, as much as, you know, they look for the sexy stuff and the, you know, the nakedness and everything, what they really want is like the connective piece of it. Yeah. They want to, yeah. Like you said, getting in the mindset, like projecting all those things, like it it becomes a very intimate experience for them. So like, even though, you know, maybe it's like just work for you and the other performance and whatnot, like for the consumer, it's intimate. Like, but to me, my porn time is very intimate. And like, I feel like, you know, the porn stars that I like continuously go back to, I'm like, I want them to be cared for, you know, (laughs) like I want the best for them, those things. Well, it just makes me think of like performing at the sex party. Right. You know, we all go in for hair and makeup. We're all just immediately, you know, getting in our costumes and we're all naked together. But it felt like so comforting because everybody was so nice and like accepting and just really friendly and warm. And it's like, you know, getting to experience that, like... I thought was really special. Absolutely. We've so. all kind of already shed some kind of like socially normative thing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like we are all like our own level with ourselves that yeah. most people aren't. So, yeah, I felt like, you know, especially, you know, with meeting everybody that was also performing at that party, like I had just met everyone, but I already felt like I knew them in a way. Right. Especially, you know, because I'm seeing their tits all night, but also just like, it's also just so fun. Yeah. Their energy is more open. So you can read them. You can feel them more. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely definitely have a very open energy where it's like, you know, anyone that approaches you, it feels like they can, they can really get to know you. You're not like hiding behind a wall of any sort. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it is for a lot of performers. Absolutely. Well, that wraps up all the questions that we have. Um, Thank you for joining us. Did you want to plug yourself? I was going to say, yeah, go ahead, throw in what it's your handle is at Rory Knox. Well, uh, it's actually at Rory, Rory Knox. Oh, that's what it is. Two Rory's, except I don't have a twin. (laughs) (laughs) So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm on there uh, just about all day. So um, also on OnlyFans, if you'd like to see a little more of me. I'll go follow you on OnlyFans. We have our, the pod is on OnlyFans. So, oh, hell yeah. yeah. I love that. It, yeah. There's not much content on there. It's just, just but the it's there. It's there. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. It's a platform for people to, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for sure. Just, just more exposure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everybody go check her out. Again, that is at Rory Rory Knox. And yeah, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking time and uh, and interviewing me. Sure. Anytime. (laughs) I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time. So when I found you, I was like, I need this. Yeah, Um, couldn't be more perfect. Divine. Well, everybody, wear condoms. Come again. We love you. Bye. (laughs)